Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they they will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now. Hello and welcome to The Nightcap, myself and Paul upstairs at Salt, having a beer and a catch-up because we're recording again tonight, which is very exciting. It's the 13th of December, Wednesday evening. How's it going, mate? All good, mate. Yes, yes. It's lovely. I'd much prefer doing this with a beer. I know, yeah. Well, we should do that in the morning as well, then. (laughs) Yeah. Airport rules. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Uh, Got loads coming up on today's podcast. Got top fives later on. Got loads of correspondence as well. First, though, what we both been up to, well... You messaged the other day because you were at a, you were at the Irish Embassy event, which yeah. was hilarious. Anyway, but what, what was <laughs> what was this all about? And um, what did you? What was the food sitch? So I wasn't sure if I was going to go down to London, but I had to pop down to Grassfed, and I'd already been invited to the uh, Irish Embassy. Mm-hmm. So it was like, if I'm down, I'll go. Yeah. Um, and it's Board Beer, so the Irish Food Board obviously do a lot of work with them with their Irish yeah. beef and stuff. So they had invited me. So it was, um, nice. yeah, the Irish Embassy. It's one of those proper embassies, you know, massive high buildings. I've never been inside building. one before. Like, so you see them on films and TV yeah. shows and even the news at times, but. I'm not sure if I have been in an embassy. I must have. I imagine this sounds this is probably racist, but I imagine with an Irish embassy, I'm just picturing like Guinness flags and like it feels like an Irish pub, but it's probably not that. No, it's no, like it's par- like that close to Parliament, that quintessentially old English London building inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Guinness was mighty there, though. <laughs> mighty, yeah. Was it? They was it was only in glasses like like we've got here. Sure. I know people can't see, mm. but like yeah, Chal- just like over half. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it was nice. Yeah, just um, just a load of meat people in the room. It was class. Yeah, wow. bumped into Simon from Aubrey Allen and just hung with him most of the night. And then we went went for a little bite to eat after. And then yeah, went to the after party and just had. I was just drinking Irish whiskey. Nice. Um, didn't get too drunk because I had to get get back. Mm. But uh, yeah, they were they were moaning at me for. Um, <laughs> Not ordering Jameson's. So well, I was drinking Redbreast. That's better. <laughs> yeah. Had you already? Were you familiar with Redbreast? Is that like? A- yeah, I've got some at home. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we yeah. sell it grass fed as well. It's great. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, before that though, because I was quite early, um, I popped and on the route to it, I popped a fowl for lunch, a late lunch. Oh yeah. On my own. So right. yeah, obviously the fellow guys is a little uh, chicken restaurant. Yeah. yeah. It was cool. I had the uh, perfect name. 
It is, yeah. fallow and then the small fowl. fowl. It's perfect. Exactly. Yeah, well Especially done. as they use, they were telling us on the pod that they, they use the spent hens. Yeah. So fowl just kind of suits it's perfect. It. Yeah, so good. Yeah, so I had the chicken head pie where the head's popping out of it with the beak in there, which is cool. <laughs> and then I had the um, chicken leg corn dog with the claw Ooh, coming off it. That was really yeah. good as well. Fries, Love. beer. It was good. Yeah, really nice. Man, yeah, the pie's really good. Loads of meat in there as well. Is like, there? So they turned the neck into a bit of a mousse. So you had all of that and then you had more sliced bits and then chicken oysters in there as well. Mm. Lovely sauce. Nice oh, wow. pastry. Yeah, always, the, the sauce element to a pie is always... Cause like, you know, like sometimes you can have very little sort of sauce and it's almost coagulated inside. But yeah. then you pour gravy on or something else mm. as well. And then other pies, you cut them open and they start pouring out. You're like, yeah, it's out. too wet. Yeah, it's actually really hard to get that bang. You never really know until you've cut it open sort of Yeah, thing. it needs to be, for me, it needs to be viscous and coating. You don't want it pissing coating. everywhere. Coating, yeah. It's like yeah. the back of a spoon trick. Yeah, like, really. Yeah, it perhaps it's touch, off, touch thicker, so more binding, right, I'd okay. say, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah de- dependent. Because this was served in a pot. It didn't have a pastry bottom, but to put the pastry on top and bake it like that. Mm-hmm. They don't just bake a pastry bit and slap it on top. Yes, got so it. So it is baked with it in that with sense. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. But oh, no, it's lovely. Love, love a good pie. Never order it when I go out, though, because there's just so many other things yeah. on most menus than a pie. There is. But it's always the way you go. You don't know if you can trust it. No, you don't. That's exactly it. Yeah. But what I really love is, you know, you go to a tasting, you go somewhere with a tasting menu or whatever, and then a part of a component of a dish is like a mint, tiny mini pie. And it really gets me going that. Yeah. It's like a little, like, yeah, a little pie. Yeah, a little, little yeah you know that's going to be full of flavour. Yeah, and, yeah no, yeah. absolutely love oh, it. Nice. What a treat. So did you, you didn't have any, did you have some Guinness when you were at the embassy? A little bit yes, I had loads. Yeah. yeah. And like I say, it was my tea. Um, I don't buy into that thing of, I know some people do. Some people make Guinness the whole personality, don't they? I mean, I love it, <laughs> but people make it the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, surely you've got more de- depth than that. Um, yeah. I don't buy into that it's so much better in Ireland. No. I don't buy into that at all. Like, placebo effect I'm in Ireland yeah is, I think yeah. perhaps back in the day it was before modern technology and things like well, that yeah. yeah I think definitely and they've made improvements to it because how bad would that be for their brand over here yeah and plus, I think it's a very marketable thing for the tourism to Dublin yes that yeah. it is and I've had it I've been to the Guinness um, factory I've been to pubs in Ireland and it is generally great mm. But there's fantastic Guinness in Ireland, in yeah. London, London everywhere. and it's terrible Guinness. Yeah. I went, we had our staff party the other day and we just went to a little pool hall around the corner yeah. and it was empty. Oh, around here? Yeah. Yeah. Avon on the, pool place. Is it, near, what, on the, near the industrial Next to the estate? McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We went so there. unassuming, isn't it? You're like, oh, fucking hell, there's loads of pool tables in it. It's yeah? massive. Yeah, yeah. We were the only ones in there and... When somewhere's quiet, you don't. I don't trust the pints, mm. but I f- thought I'll have a Guinness, and it was fucking spanking. Was it really good? Oh, that's Guinness. reassuring. I yeah, like you know, that. add the dome. You yeah. know, when you move it, and it's just like yeah. viscous on top. Look good. That's Guinness. the telling sign, I think. Ex- exactly. So it's more. It's how you keep your lines. Growing up in a pub, oh. I'd used to do that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't buy into that whole thing of it is. You know, I think it's just what sort of publican you are. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? It's funny you say that. And I, again, so many times things as co- things have come up on this podcast that I've not thought about since I worked in a pub. And it's because I was young and it was like a first job. So I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. And now all these things we say on this podcast just trigger you, memories yeah. of stuff. And working behind the, the pub bar, the Guinness, it was on like the far left hand side in the corner. And it was always the same people that ordered it. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it wasn't... 
tended to not really be someone that, you know, sometimes drank ale and then sometimes a Guinness. It was always the Guinness drinkers, mm. but they would watch you like a fucking hawk. Yeah, I bet, yeah. You felt so conscious pouring <laughs> a pint of Guinness. Like, and the whole, you know, the training you had on it are like pouring it halfway, leaving it for a bit, but then don't fucking forget it. Yeah. And if you're really busy, you're like, oh, I'll serve someone else. You get cocky with it and then forget the guy's <laughs> But it's like all that. And then even with the lines, it was like I got to the stage where I was sort of trusted to do the lines for the guest ales and things. Mm. But there was still really, like, this one bloke in there, I can't remember his name now, he was really the only one, it was like, oh, the Guinness, we'll ask him to do it, because he's, like, mm. the only one we trust to make sure the, the Guinness line, it's like <laughs> the one you couldn't fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so funny, isn't it? It's, like, treated so specially. And It like, is. Guinness, they, it's funny, isn't it? They've just done they've just done everything all right with the marketing. and the, really such, so unique, such a unique drink. It looks amazing. Never tastes as dark and as bitter as it looks, I yeah. think, as well. I have this conversation with people a lot. I think it's a really light drink. Really light? I yeah. Think really, so many people think it's heavy. Like, the, the creamy foam oh. on top is obviously creamy. Yeah. But it's not gassy like lager. Absolutely. I can drink loads of it. Yeah. I could go out and do 12 pints. Oh, 100%. Be That's... steaming, but I wouldn't be as bloated. No, oh, 100%. As, you know, Five pints of lager, I'm like, I need to move on to something else. I'm yeah. like, bloated yeah. now. It's it's how it's, it's the PR of the pint, basically, exactly. that's doing that job. You know, the, yeah. the, the, the adverts, how black it is, mm. how creamy, the t- you know, that foam on the top. But if that was like an amber ale like you'd say, oh, that's light. Yeah. You, you just would. Yeah. Just it's, it's not it's black. Because <laughs> with Guinness as well, it's like, it's, it's almost like the sea, mm. where... You look at the sea and it's like blue, but then if yeah. you have some sea in your hand, it's not. It's, yeah. it's like with Guinness, it's like it looks jet black in a pint, but if yeah. you like spill a bit of it, it's brown. If you have it on a it's spoon, like a, you yeah. can see through it. Yeah, completely. Yeah. And it's like brownie colour. So and weird. More often than not, you get good pints of Guinness than bad. Mm. It's not often I'll get a bad pint of Guinness now. Yeah. I think people just know yeah. and are better educated around looking after it. Several, yeah. several people I've heard say that the zero zero Guinness is incredible. I've heard that. I've good still as well, not yeah. tried it yet, but ever, yeah. even people that love Guinness have said that you know what, it's not half bad. They've done an amazing job yeah. there. So it's like, oh, that could be a yeah. game trick because it's so hard to find good zero zero. Beer, it really it? is. Yeah. Ah, oh, so much Guinness chat. Um, <laughs> what else is going on? Oh, I went to a burger place in Worcester last weekend. Yeah, and it always sounds dramatic to say stuff like this, but. I'm not sure I've had a better burger in my life. Oh, really? Wow. It was fucking incredible. Big statement. I was blown away. Wow. The only reason I went was because I was visiting my cousin who is at uni there in yeah. his first year. Were you, lads? Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is great. Um, and my wife, Hay, she used to work in Worcester. Mm. I was like, oh, I'm going there this weekend. We're going to go watch a basketball game. I'm just. Gonna... She goes, oh, are you going to go for dinner? I was like, yeah, I don't know. We'll just find. She goes, go to Hambo. I was like, yeah. what? I don't know. And she was like, I was a burger place. I used to go there with like a few clients and stuff, like go to Hambo. No I was like, okay. So I like, booked it. I was like, fine. Got there. And it was just like, it was such an unassuming place. And it's got like a little, and Hambo, it's sort of almost that sort of Vietnamese style look to it. Oh, okay. But that's just the branding. Like it's, yeah. not, it's, not, it's not that food, it's burgers. Yeah. But you get, and the front is just like a bar and you can just hang out. Mm. You go in and there's a sign to a restaurant and the corridor feels like a mile long. And then you go to this restaurant and there's like a thousand people. You're like, How, where the fuck? It's like a TARDIS. You're like, where the fuck <laughs> am I? But like, the burgers were just like, they're rich, but the patties were perfect. And it was yeah. just one of those, you know when you just bite it for the first time and go, that is... What type were they? Smash burgers? Were they bigger that were cooked a bit pink? Smash. Smash, yeah. Yeah, smashed. And I prefer them, to be honest. Often a couple of them in there, but because they were nice and thin. Yeah. Um, and it, this sounds really pretentious of me, but it's like, you look at the menu, and obviously, because it's burgers, there's like all the varieties, and there's some really like out there ones mm. on there. 
Um, but it was like, it's my first time, so I'm going to have the signature Hambal burger. Oh, okay. it's like Because it's a measure, it's like, it's the, I yeah. might come back, but I yeah. want to have the Hambo burger. It's like the middle of the range price. Yeah. Just to figure this out. Yeah. And it was just like the cheese, the fucking lettuce on it and the tomato. And it was just, it was just one of those things. You're just like, this is pretty perfect. I uh-huh, can't fold wow. this burger. No way. They've only got two places. There's one in Worcester and there's one in Birmingham. Oh, okay. Um, I'd never heard of it before, but Hayley told me about it and I was like, it's fucking incredible. So shout out to Hambo, anyone listening. Nice. Great, great burger. Uh, Right, we've got loads of correspondence, so let's get into it, shall we? Uh, First one was from Andrew, who messaged saying, Hi guys, as a long time listener, and also the chap that first asked about the cowboy method, I thought I'd share a festive cowboy method with you. Whilst working at a reputable gastropub, braised feather blade of beef was listed on the Christmas party menu. Upon being braised, correctly to my knowledge, the meat was then chilled and reheated to order in boiling tap water. <laughs> seething. Fucking seething. The resulting product was grey, tasteless, lazy and careless, and as careless as the resident head chef had cooked it. That same chef was also guilty of ladling, I think this is worse, that same chef was also guilty of ladling jet black fryer oil into a pan before adding flour to create a putrid grey roux which would build the oxtail lasagna from. He so famously and allegedly won a rosette for that lasagna as well. That is fucking disgusting. <sighs> Needless to say, he was promptly sacked and I was promoted to his position and spent many happy, successful years there. Love the podcast, Sai. Also, if Muppet's Christmas Carol doesn't feature in your top fives, then I'm afraid you've lost yourselves a listener. Just uh, the the height of laziness. I'm, you know, like, you can sometimes understand when people, like, they there's a long process and they're in this shit and they're like, take the... I'm not saying it's right, but they'll... That's when they cook corners. But what what is that? Like, he can't be bothered to melt down butter. Yeah. So he's like, that That fat's already melted. I'll oh. ladle that out into a pan. Oh. But it's the fact that, that, obviously, as well, that oil's been used. Oh. And it's like... That. Jet black. Why is it in there, jet black? <laughs> in, and then why are you using it? There's so many levels of wrong. No, yeah. that is awful. And then, I mean, we haven't even started on the fucking... The feather blade and water. <laughs> Using hot water to heat it to order. I mean, that's fucking rogue, isn't it? It's oh. fucking rogue. Like you just, just, yeah, it's going to go all grainy. Like you're going to dilute all its flavour. It's yeah. going to take water on. It's going to let out any flavour it had if it did have any. Do, do you know what the... I realised this when we've done a few of these. It's like, obviously, that would have... He'd have maybe been in the shit and then cut a corner and like, oh, fucking go. And then no one complained. Yeah. And he'd have gone, huh, no one complained. Yeah, I'll start, and then before you know it, it becomes commonplace. Oh, I got away with that one. Yeah, yeah, got away with that one. He won't have seen them taste it and go, "Oh, this isn't real. I can't be asked to complain, but we won't come back here again." Yeah, he won't have seen that necessarily. But in his mind, it was like no one complained. Everyone paid. Yeah. So you, this it like breeds the bad behaviour. It's Awful just like full behaviour. Fuck him. But he got sacked. So it's a happy ending. Good. Uh, thanks, Andrew, for that one. Very, very good message. Uh, got one here from. Steve. Oh, this is great, actually. Steve messaged a couple of weeks ago, um, months even, and he said this. Hi, lads. As usual, loving the pod. Don't know if you remember, but a while back, I messaged in to say I was starting a career path, a new career path in my 40s in a professional kitchen after spending my whole working life in the construction industry. Mm. 
This is an update to say I'm absolutely loving it. I'm on my fourth week and the sheer amount I've learned already is insane. I wasn't a total amateur in a kitchen. I've been creating food content on Instagram and YouTube for a while, but my God, working with a pro is an eye-opener. It's only part-time at the minute as financially I need to keep my business running on a less busy schedule. If at all possible, could you please give a shout out to Chris and his wife Laura of Linden Stores in Nutsford, Cheshire. A shout out and a huge thanks for taking a chance on a guy like me. Can't wait to see where this leads. Oh, brilliant. That Fair is so token. cool, isn't it? It's good to hear a positive story where he's took a risk and made the leap. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, how many other people in, in different industries, you have to keep that old job mm. going while they keep the new one spinning both plates until you can make yeah. that jump. So fair, mm. I mean, especially he's, at nights and days. And I mean, that's Yeah, he's made a difficult decision, but no, I'm glad it's working out for him. Yeah, that's amazing. Really cool to hear those positive stories. And yeah, shout out to, who was it? Chris and Laura, who employed you. That is yeah, amazing. Keep us updated. We want to know about that. Uh, got another one here from Sam. He says, uh, question for Paul. Cooking turkey crown for Christmas. Obviously, most people say cook to 75 degrees to cover their asses. But what temperature would you be cooking yours to? I will be bringing the turkey on the day, brining the turkey the day before. I'm having flashbacks to my mum's dry turkeys growing up. I would usually do a nice chicken and beef, but it's our daughter's first Christmas. So I thought we would go all traditional with turkey. Hey, man, no judgment here. That's great. Yeah. But no. quite a good question, actually. Because yeah, uh, it is. Yeah, so the twenty-five, the seventy-five, seventy-five. Wink, the, wink. Yeah, is the <laughs> one. <laughs> um, I think the I, I can't remember off my head. I know I should, but like the exact sort of legislation core temperature is like it's either seventy-two or seventy-three. Yeah, and people say seventy-five, and it's that extra bit of safety, that extra bit of dryness. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if I'm, yeah, like from a food safety point of view and to cover my own arse, that is what you should be cooking it to. Sure, yeah. Um, but I wouldn't, so personally. You, if I was yeah. cooking at home, you're at home, yeah. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. So I'd brine it. I'd always brine it. Um, I'd cook it on the crown. Just, just for those that just don't know, just think, look, what, brining, uh, the process is like water and... But water, what, what, salt, sometimes salt and sugar. What is that doing to the bird in this so, case? So, a few things really. So, osmosis, so the transfer of water, it's locking water molecules in. It does, if you leave it in there longer and longer, or if you have more salt ratio dependent, like, you draw a lot of moisture out. If you keep going, like if you're salting something. Yeah. Um, and the benefits of that. So the benefits are, are, again, so if you really want to cure, cure something, you tend to do a dry salt. Mm -hmm. So you, again, osmosis, you're drawing water out. Um, brining does a bit, a bit of both. But if you get it right, right ratio, right time, you kind of lock the moisture in. Um, it's not completely foolproof. You can obviously still overcook it and dry mm -hmm. it out. Yeah. Um, because the the you know the protein will coagulate and force those water molecules out, but yeah, you get seasoned more throughout, a little bit firmer texture, and it just does stay a lot juicier. Got you. Yeah, so, so I'd brine it's funny, it because I knew that that's what brining did, but I didn't know why or how. Do you know what I mean? It's Ooh. one of those things I knew. I knew you brine stuff, and I knew that that was good, but I didn't yeah. know what was actually going on in there. Sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But yeah, it's it's just a great process. Mm. Um, I tend to only really for white meats and things like that. Like in America, they do it for a lot of different meats, yeah, um, yeah. red meats and things like that. But if I'm roasting it, I don't, it's not something I tend to do. Right. Um, 
but yeah, I'd roast it on the crown. I'd do the leg separate, so ah, I could be really right. accurate with a cook. Yeah, that's yeah, because that's part of the problem, isn't it? It's like getting the brown brown meat and the white meat to cook at the same time is virtually exactly. impossible with the size of the bird. And, and the leg's better if you bone it out and stuff it and roll it anyway. Yeah, you know, because uh, it can be. You get a lot. You can get those spiky, wiry tendons out as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And just cook them, cook them se- separate. Um, I'd cook it to a maximum of mm-hmm. sixty-five personally at home, a maximum, right. and let it rest. Nice. Um, never had a problem and wow, that's, so that's a full that's, 10 degrees less than yeah you know that's maximum I'd, I'd be happy taking yeah. it out at 62 wow yeah. and oh, it's going to come up a touch anyway when it's resting depending on how big it is yeah of course and it's going to be like for me at home at i'm home. perfectly comfortable yeah with eating that and perfectly comfortable serving that to my kids as well wow nice yes. love that great question thanks for that sam um got another one here from billy this was good. Uh, he says, "Morning, shaggers." <laughs> Are you doing? <laughs> Sounds like Tom Bateman. That's what he always says. Yeah, he always says that. Uh, you've you've probably been sent this a hundred times as the algorithm works its magic. But here you go again, and he sent us a video. Long-term listener, love the pod, etc. Even off to fallow this evening, whenever he sent this, largely on the recommendation of the newly crowned social media influence of the year, Mr. Paul Foster. Yep. Looking forward to Paul's new book, Keep Up the Fantastic Work. Ollie, we'll talk about that book um, soon. But the video he sent, so, okay, I'm just, I'm going to, I'll just describe what happens. There's a big pan of boiling water on the hob, mm-hmm. and it, it starts to boil over. Right? He- Okay. So the water's boiling. So there's something in it. So there's something in it. Yeah. Water's coming out. And then this, there's like a finger wag of like a no, no, no. Like a, so oh, it's okay. like a hack. And then the hack is this person gets like a, um, a little cloth. Yeah. And then dips it in oil. Yeah. And then wipes it around the rim and like an inch within the pan all the way around. Okay. And then claims that the water will never boil over because you've put oil around the rim. I mean, I don't believe that. But it can't be true. No, can I it? don't believe that. Because I was watching and it and I was like, well, how, how is that? How? Yeah. Because yeah. like water will never boil over on its own. Yeah. It There's needs to, to have some components, some impurities to yeah. come up. And the more of that, fuck it, it just happens. Yeah. You, you can't. A little barrier of oil is not... Yeah. Protected. It's not going to do anything, is it? No. I wouldn't have thought. Because... Even if it did something, it co- it'll come up to it and it'll just wash it down a bit and it'll yeah, go yeah, into it and then it'll, it'll go start over. to go out. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I've never heard that. Never heard of it. It looked. And I'm very cynical about it. I'm cynical as well because the video you could just turn the heat down and then film it. Yeah, That's what I mean. Yeah, it just is bollocks. Yeah, I, you know stuff like that. Like people say about putting a spoon on top in that. Just just turn it down. Keep an eye on it. Yeah, or use a bigger pan. Is that uh, putting a spoon in it? No, some people, like I've seen ones where you rest a spoon on top, or completely uh, down the middle, yeah, and it will stop. How does that work? I don't know. I don't think it does, <laughs> no, I personally. Because no. I've seen people do that one as well, where they put the spoon in, and supposedly because all the heat, tran- like it's transferring heat into the spoon. Yeah, but like, only for a second. For a second, Because yeah. what happens, yeah, it cools down the actual, by what, point something of a degree <laughs> for a second, and then it comes back it up comes again. straight back up again. Yeah. yeah, it's bollocks. But just keep your eye on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just keep your fucking eye on it. As simple as that. Thanks, Ollie, though, for that. And uh, yeah, mental video. If anyone's seen it, it's probably bollocks. But if you want to try it out for yourself at home and let us know how it goes, we'd, <laughs> yeah, love, to, we'd love to know. Send us a video of you <laughs> fucking boiling shit over in your kitchen. 
Uh, okay, let's do some top fives. We've got a Christmas theme one this week. Uh, my turn with Christmas films. Paul sent me the task of top five Christmas films. Looking forward to this. Have you yeah. already been watching some Christmas films with the kids? I haven't yet, no. Um, we've been watching films and that, but nothing Christmassy yet. No. Well, a few things struck me when I was putting this list together, and it's like, I think one... We're all a bit more forgiving of the quality of Christmas films. Yeah. Because they're Christmas films. Yeah. So it's, it's a bit like, you know, I don't know. It is what it is. It's like with Mac, like McDonald's. It's like, well, no, I know it's not the best burger I'll ever have. But yeah. for the price, it's fine. Yeah, and it's and doing like the job right now. Yeah. It's like those, um, the quality is poor and around any other time of the year... I'd just slate it. <laughs> but you know those Hallmark Christmas movies? Yeah. You know, the big shot. Yeah. Just come back from the big city to the small town. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it, I've got time for that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah. It's, it's like, total I'm... bullshit. But, you know, they go to the guy who's struggling to sell, I don't know, fucking Christmas trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the same formula every time. It's exactly. like, yeah, it's Christmas. Yeah, yeah. take my money. Yeah. And yeah. they save the business. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the boyfriend comes over, the big shot. Yeah. And he gets back. Yeah. Love it. Perfect. Love but it. This, is, this is what Christmas films do. They're sort of, they are shit, but it's fine. And if I was just making a list of a hun- my hundred favourite films, maybe none of these would even get in that. Yeah. But it's Christmas films. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it, the second thing was like, a lot of it is rooted in nostalgia and, and, and what you watched when you were younger. Yeah. Because I think there's, there's some stuff like, I'm, you know, maybe like Hayley's favourite film when she was younger watching a Christmas movie. Mm. I never saw. Yeah. And I watch it now like, what the fuck? This is awful. But, she, you know, it, rem- it reminds you of being a kid, doesn't it? Yes. So that's why it's a very personal list. But um, here we go. So uh, quite a few honourable mentions, but I'll fly through them. A um, couple of modern ones, actually. <clears throat> First one is Klaus. Okay, yeah. It's on Netflix. Have you seen it? Uh, I don't know if I have. I know it, but I don't think I have seen it. It's really cool. It's like a stylistically cartoony one, uh, sort of set in Scandinavia. Like, it's like a Scandinavian Laplandy environment. Yeah. I won't spoil it, but it's like a really heartfelt. Like, it's not actually yeah, as obvious. No, I haven't seen it. It's no. only 2019 it came out. Um, yeah, it's sort of it's, it's adventure but it's quite funny. It's one of those where the kids like it, but the adults like it as well. Mm. But it's really stylistic and really cool uh-huh, and uh, okay. very very unique for a Christmas movie, I'd say. Yeah. So Klaus is a good shout out. That's 2019, that one. Also 2019, and I thought this was actually quite good. Last Christmas. Yeah. With Amelia Clarke, who's yeah. Khaleesi in Game of Thrones. Yeah. She's in it. And then Emma Thompson, she is in it as well. Mm. And she was also behind creating it. And it's loads of George Michael songs, hence Last Christmas. Was, is that the one we, I won't ruin it for anyone with a twist in it yes yes yeah yeah, yeah big yeah. twist in it yeah which yeah. I mean, yeah I don't think you necessarily see I don't know I, I didn't but no <laughs> I was no. like what the fuck yeah yeah <laughs> but it was it was good again it's like you always think oh it's hard to get to do a new a good new Christmas a bit like yeah. songs it's hard to write new Christmas songs that are good yes they need like 60 years of stuff behind them yeah because I mean? them you wouldn't Apart from one, the the best Christmas song in my opinion, the rest you wouldn't yeah. listen to all year round because oh, that's a bit naff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But exactly. You get behind it, with Christmas. Very <laughs> forgiving at Christmas. We are. Isn't it? We are. We're safe. Time for forgiveness. Yeah. And for Brits, I think it's that's why Christmas is such a unique time of year because we're so unforgiving generally. Yeah. But for one month of the year, we like let our guard down a bit and get all a bit soft and soppy. Do you yeah. Know what I, mean? I wouldn't put fairy lights around my flat. It's fucking <laughs> any other time of year. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, last Christmas. And then the last one, it's good. It's, uh, for a lot of people, I think it'd be in their top fives, is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim, yeah. Jim Carrey one. Because um, it, left, it left a big mark, that film. Mm. And yeah, the Grinch is, is a big, it's like one of the most famous Christmas characters in the modern yeah. times, I'd say. And Jim Carrey played it so well. He is, and he is yeah. brilliant, isn't he? He's such a unique actor. Mm. So yeah, they're my honourable mentions. Now we get to mine. Cool. Number five, Nativity. Ah, oh, no way. Cool. Well, the I original mean, one. Yeah, yeah. The, the first one. Yeah. I mean, again, it's not good. It's no, not, it's not. Bad, it's it? not good. It is bad. But and the others are worse. We've we well, we'll both for different reasons have big strong connections to this yes, film. Yes, we do. So yeah. it was set in Cov. Yeah, that's Coventry. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I first started working in radio in this year for a radio station in Coventry. Yeah. So we got access to go and interview all of these uh-huh. people in it. So one of my first ever interviews I ever did was with Martin Freeman. Nice. And I couldn't believe it. As a big Office fan as well. I know. The office, I, I landed, it was like the gig of a lifetime. I just got went to it, it was because they filmed it in a real school. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know, the, the film is basically, it's around, he's a teacher, Martin Freeman's a teacher at a school. Uh, they're going up against a private school to be the best nativity in the city, mm. basically. But all the kids are real kids from the real school. Yeah. And a lot of it is unscripted. It's just complete improv. Like They know where they have to go, but it's just chaos. <laughs> the, the guy is quite but, funny in it. The, yeah, oh, the, 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 assistant, the assistant teacher. Assistant teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. he's like the son or the the nephew of the head of yeah. the head teacher. And the head teacher is Thingy, who plays Miss Trunchbull in Matilda. Uh, She's yes. the head teacher. Yeah. And then Ashley Jensen from Extras and... Mm. Um, other things she's Martin Freeman's girlfriend in it and but yeah that that was meeting Martin Freeman I like starstruck as hell yeah it's like you know the office would have only been finished four years before that yeah and then after that he went you oh, know Hollywood yeah, yeah. Hobbit was the next year yeah fucking mental so yeah personal connection to that not a great film it yeah. is quite Christmassy but it's also local yeah so. so when you said I have a connection to well, it did Cov. you just mean Cov yeah. oh no I have a bigger connection I assumed you might know someone in it or something like well, that well the second one my sister's in no way yeah, Does she, yeah she hates it when you remind her now. <laughs> she's now like 27 I yeah. think yeah I hope I've got that right no way um, yeah she if you ever watch the second one yeah um, she's the snow angel um, and there's a song he's oh, like no I'm a snow angel and she gets like hoisted up that's into hilarious. the uh, she has no speaking part but yeah. hoisted up into the uh, that's the, amazing uh, theatre and that and, so yeah. she's 27 now do you say yes so the second film she'd have been what like 13 at most yeah yeah they just came to her dance group she was dancing at the time yeah. Freeman's I think it was dance or some other dance in Coventry um, and I just picked girls and wow. they're like oh we want these and it was just funny because she's ne- she was never interested in going into yeah. the arts and stuff and obviously because the first one had done well the second one um, it was a bit bigger and they had people auditioning for it mm. and she was she said it was just so boring but there was all these other kids like oh how many uh, auditions did you have to go through and they're like oh I had to do loads I had to do this oh, and wow. they asked her and she's like I didn't oh, I've never been in anything before <laughs> just turned up yeah I'm a snow angel yeah <laughs> Want to play the part? Uh, yeah, that's amazing. I didn't know that. That's fucking no, I thought class. you did when you said the connection. Well, yeah, I just assumed that Coventry. You, yeah, grew up again, and there's like three nativity films now, and they're all set in Cov still. And I was like, you're bound to know someone who's. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize your sister was actually in it. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Esme loves it, like, especially when she was younger. Like, so she'd se- put it on repeat. Is the second one David Tennant? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, amazing that's good yeah so it's Martin Freeman's the first one David Tennant and then Martin Clunes yeah which was in my mind like the reverse Pokemon order do you know what I mean it's like the first it's like it should go 
it should like evolve but you've got Martin Freeman David Tennant Martin Clooney didn't we have this conversation over dinner we with did. me you Hayley yeah, and Marie last year we did Hayley, who's most famous because Hayley I, was arguing the opposite yeah I picked I, yeah. same as you without knowing what you'd picked who's yeah. most famous yeah yeah yeah, because, I mean, Hayley had a point because she was like, well, at the stage of Martin Freeman's career, he'd only done The Office. Yeah. And at the time, you know, Martin Clunes was older and he's done Men Behaving Badly and he was a bigger name in this country. I was like, well, I get that. But really, in terms of the, in terms of the prestige of the actor and who was there, it goes in order of film. Yeah. Martin Freeman, David Tennant. Mike yeah, Clunes. fully agree. But she she said the opposite. Mike yeah. Clunes, David Tennant. <laughs> oh, that's a, such a good one. Uh, but yeah, they're all pretty bad, but great yeah. at the same time. Just bob on Christmassy English exactly. shit. Uh, number four. I don't know whether you've seen this one. This is Scrooged. 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 Yeah. Um, is that the one with Bill Murray? I fucking love that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that would be in my list as yes, well. Yes, mate. Love I used to watch it all the time as a kid. Same. He's perfect in that role. Absolutely perfect. Grumpy yeah. fucker. Really good. Funny. Yeah. It's, like, it's really good because it's Christmassy, but it's also quite dark. And I remember being a bit scared at moments as a yeah. kid. It's because it was really dark. And it's, you know, Scrooge, as you can tell from the name, if you've not seen it, is a Christmas carol, the, the story. Yeah. But he's like a Wall Street guy in New York City. Yeah, rich. He doesn't care yeah, about rich people around he, him. And you know, that, he yeah. does all the ghost stuff and travels back in time. And Brilliant. Stuff. It's great. Yeah. It's really good. I think it's one of the best versions, in my opinion, the best version of A Christmas Carol, the film. Better than the yeah. Muppets one. 100%. So. 100%. Scrooge, going at number four. Number three, I'm going Elf. Yeah, class. Yeah, yeah Will Ferrell. Is, yeah. Like, it's, just, it's just so silly, isn't it? But it's really funny. And but yeah, it's a his, good, His sort of gormless and happy expression throughout the entire film, like unwavering expression, it's just makes me giggle every single time I watch it. It's one of them films I just tend to quote a lot during Christmas, like, yeah. Santa, <laughs> I know him. Yeah, and, and also, and I realise this, looking for a lot of these films, a lot of them have given us good gifts. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, Elf has right. provided some great gifts. Like I think probably revolving around the uh, door, the revolving door. Mm. Like that gets definitely. I wheel that one out a lot. Yeah. He's just gormless expression. Like you know, so a lot of these films they've given us some good gifts through the years. Yes, but yeah, Elf, Elf's a classic. It's one of the Elf funniest, arguably the funniest Christmas film. It's probably the funniest. Yeah, yeah. It's not tough competition. He's just but genuinely funny. Yeah, yeah. What year do you reckon that was? Oh, I reckon I might get this close to ish. Oh. I'm gonna go um, up 2004. Oh, I was gonna say three. I was three. gonna say three. Twenty years ago. That's yeah. fucking scary, isn't it? That is mad, isn't it? Because I think of it still as sort of a more modern Christmas film. Because Anchorman, Anchorman was before that, wasn't it? Yeah, the yeah. first one was, and he was just getting. Yeah, he was getting there. Getting there bigger. Yeah, wasn't but it he? was early days. Will Ferrell for his yeah. career, wasn't it? I was it, gonna yeah. say 2003. Oh, mate. Yeah. So yeah, that's number three, Elf. Number two, it's Love Actually. Oh, that's my number one. Is it? Is it? Fucking oh, yeah. love what that film. film. We watched it again at the weekend. Just oh, on. did you? Yeah, yeah, I need to watch it. I have to every Christmas. It's so good. And it, then, so people, good. it really me. stands up. People come out and like, uh, it's badly put together and it's badly not. written. And, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. And actually, there's more. We it's re-watched a good it. film. Yeah, we rewatched it the other day and it's like... Because obviously it's a, an ensemble cast, so it's, mm. it's loads of storylines. But the way they, they do more blending together, like someone from one scene lives next door to another. Someone mm. turns out to be the brother of someone and they're all connected somehow. And they don't like, crowbar it in no. quite subtly. And yeah. then even at the end, a lot of them go to the same nativity and they're not really forcing it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think that's just, it's my it's number one. And it's, it's, ever. it's really... 
and again, this sounds soppy, but as well as being really Christmassy, it feels really, it gets me in the British feelers. Yeah. Because a lot of the characters, they rem- some of the characters remind you of people you know. Mm. And then you, you see them experience, uh, there's a wedding, you see a funeral, you know, there's the yeah. guy who, whose wife's died and now he's fostering the son. Yeah. You know, there's loads of really dark bits, but, and then the office Christmas party, the scene with Emma Thompson, that fuck it, she, there's one of the oh, best scenes Valerie of an actor, yeah. one of the best acting scenes I've ever seen when Emma Thompson, she goes upstairs and written, because she's and Jodie Mitchell's on. Yeah. yeah. And then she has to hold it together for the kids and get them ready. She's yeah. like, just soaks it up. Come on, guys, let's get in the car. They're like, fuck. Yeah. It's so it's real. So relatable, a lot of it. So good. It really is. Yeah, love actually. And loads of giveable moments. Yeah. I think one of the ones I use the most is Kira Knightley. When, you know, she's watching the video back and realises that he loves her. Yeah. And she's watching it and she just goes... They're all of me. And that gets used all the time, especially in the football world, where it's like um, highlights of uh, Man United's goals this season, and it's just like, uh, just one player. It's like, yeah. they're all of me. <laughs> it's like, it's so good. That's brilliant. Yeah, really good. So, Love Actually is number what two. What a film, yeah. Number one, it's my top five, so fuck it. I've got two. You've got two top fives? Yeah. Oh, sorry, two number two ones. Two number ones, yeah. yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. But it's because they are... Fair enough. They are... Is it a sequel? Yeah. Oh, okay. Ooh. Go on then. What? Uh, they're, they're probably they're arguably maybe the most famous Christian films ever, but they're right in my wheelhouse because when I grew up and watching them as a kid, yeah, and I will watch them every year. Okay, Home Alone. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, Home yeah. Alone one and two. Yeah, I just just great. Like, yeah, I find it baffling when people are like, oh, Home Alone. I'm not really. Sick. What? I love it. I do what love the fuck? it. Fuck. Yeah, like, probably be two or three on my list. I reckon, yeah. but I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. The, love them both. They're both quite. Even though they have the same template, exactly the same template. Yeah. Both films. Yeah. But like, what <laughs> even is, with the person he's scared yeah. of in the park. Yeah. And it is, it, it, but it's just so silly. But do you know why I realised? I think it stood the test of time. Is because whilst it's silly and and sort of well put together, you can tell that no. They're not taking it seriously. Yeah, exactly. Even like a serious actor like Joe yeah, Pesci. Exactly. Like Joe Pesci. Yeah. This is a man that was in some of the biggest films of He's all in time. Goodfellas before that. Exactly. Yeah. Look, re- only just before that yeah. as well. But like he's, you can tell they're having fun with it. Yeah, and it's like it's tongue in cheek. You could have imagined that on the set they'd have just all been pissing themselves all day long. Definitely. But as a kid as well, you it's just so like empowering to watch. Yeah, because I think I was I was primary school. Yeah. I don't yeah, know what was, year it came out, but I was... I was uh, infant school, sorry. I was, I was young, so, oh, so I was the, probably the year first film, five. First film, what do you reckon, what year? 89? 90. 90. Yeah. Oh, close. 90. Yeah. 90 and 93. Three what I love nice. is that my kids love that as well. Yeah. I'm really attached to the nostalgia of it, of me being... So if it was 90, I was eight mm-hmm. when it came out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really attached to this nostalgia, but they love so, it as well. And they, they laugh their head off. Yeah. Like I, it's I used just to proper slapstick, f- isn't yeah. it? A lot of and it. I'm not, I don't find that belly laugh like I do anymore, but yeah. they belly laugh. Yeah. And I love watching them oh, watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. class. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, can't go wrong with Home Alone. But I thought I'm putting one and two, because depending on the mood I'm in, I'll watch one or the other, but they're yeah. both good. So I was like, I'm putting them both at number one. Yeah. Nice. Apparently there's Home Alone 3, 4, 5, is it? But yeah, I've, different kid, different Nah, I'm not things. Gonna, Yeah, no, not interested. Not, no, it has to be. There's some, that the fact it worked, and people say, oh, they sold it again and did the same thing. But number two, it was 
we knew it worked. It was yeah. had a it was a comfort blanket because yes. we all felt self safe around that structure. Yeah, you're yeah. so so right. And they did well to basically go right. How do we do the exact same thing but not in that house <laughs> in Chicago? Like, how do we do it? But you somehow buy into the whole going to New York gets yeah. on the wrong plane. He's yeah. got an auntie and uncle there that have moved out because they're renovating. Like, it was all these little things. You could see the writers trying to figure out, well, what if they're renovating the house? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, they're trying to find yeah. ways of getting it uh, to work. But yeah, fucking oh, great. Love it. I was wondering if you if I missed Die it? Hard would be in there. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think it's a Christmas film for me. No, I, don't, I, don't, I just... I went for a simple rule. Do I feel Christmassy watching that, That's it? why I don't think it is. No. I think it's a good film. It came out at Christmas. There's a. It's Christmas Day where the main bit happens, I think. I think so. It's a Christmas party, isn't it? it yeah. Goes to. yeah, that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel Christmassy watching it. So no, that that's I, the key. I'm, I'm, I'm happy, I know it's Christmas is happening. I'm happy if people want to call it one, but yeah. well, I just know I don't feel Christmassy when I'm watching it, so I won't stick exactly. it on at Christmas. No, I just don't I'd stick care. it on any time of year. Yeah. 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 And number three is better than number one. Anyway, that's the best I had. Yeah. Controversial oh, opinion. Oh. Number three was Samuel L. Jackson in. Yeah. That's Samuel the best L. one for yeah, me. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love the diehards. I've not yeah. watched any of them for years, you oh, know. Me, no. Brilliant. Um, anytime I say Die Hard though I just think of Joey Chandler and Ross just saying Die Hard <laughs> we watch it again and it's Die Hard too um, but yeah there we go so my top five number five Nativity number four Scrooged number three Elf two Love Actually number one Home Alone one and two that's a solid list pretty good I'm pretty happy with that yeah it is like, some, like I said some I'd have in there as well great yeah like Scrooge, Scrooge is a Love good Actually that's Home Alone that's the most unknown one on there if you've not seen Scrooge yeah. go and check that one out it's good. definitely that would be very early 90s I imagine Oh, I've got them all here. I should have. So, Nativity, what year? You probably get that one. Nativity. The first one. Would that be 2007? Nine. Nine. Okay. Nine. Uh, Scrooge, you said 92? 90... 92. It's 88. Is it? It's quite old. Wow. So that was the year I was born. Oh, so, I watched it. So, obviously, several years I watched years it later, a lot but... as a kid. Yeah. A lot. I, was, I thought about it earlier. Mm. And uh, I was like, was it Scrooge or Scrooge? I just couldn't think of the name yeah. off my head. Scrooge. I haven't seen it in a few years, Hard but I want to watch say. it again now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really unknown one. Yes. Like, not popular, but I fucking loved it. Uh, so yeah, number four, Scrooge. Three, Elf. Love, actually. Home Alone. Let us know yours. Solid list, I'm mate. sure I'll have pissed Solid someone list. off. Well, I pissed Andrew off because he said if... He's not going to listen anymore if uh, Chris, Muppets Christmas Carol doesn't get in the top five. It's, well, not, it's just it's all fun. right for me. It's yeah, fun. but I've never been a big Muppets guy. No, no. Some people I like know. more Fraggles than Muppets. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, see, I'm not, none of those. But yeah, some people that love the Muppets love the Muppets. Do yeah. You know what I mean, like Muppets fans are like diehard Muppets. Oh, yeah. Take it or leave it for me. Yeah, yeah. They're a bit like making a personality like Guinness, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, excellent. Thanks so much for all of your... We had loads of correspondence this week. Keep them coming. We'll always read them out. So rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the usual places. DM us um, at the nightcap underscore pod. Top five for me. Shit, yes. Oh, I've, got, I've written one down. We've got one more pod before Christmas. Okay, yeah. So I thought if I did Christmas movies, you do Christmas songs. Perfect. So Christmas songs. Five, yeah. Top five Christmas songs. Do that, yeah, so, definitely. Uh, similar vibes, though. There'll be songs where you're just like, it's shit, but it's in my top five and it's Christmas. It's fine. 100%, yeah. <laughs> So weird. Uh, yeah, that's about it. We will see you next week. Top five Christmas songs and any other questions you've got. Maybe any Christmas Day related tips or questions Paul could maybe help you on or yeah, any other little... Away, yeah. Especially with the... Because pre- you've helped me in previous years when I messaged you about doing stuff days in advance and things. I've never been good at that or mm. knowing how to store it or whatever. So yeah, you've got any questions. Yeah, there's a lot you can do to make yourself... Yeah. Make it easier for yourself. 
So if you've got any questions for Paul, message us and we'll read them out next week. Otherwise, we'll see you then. Brilliant. See you later. Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they they will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now.